actually think about the possible outcome of this war. What is your take on that? Look, um, this war somehow resembles the game of chess because you have black and white. You have uh, uh, forces of evil fighting forces of good. But unlike in chess, it cannot end up as a draw. There's no tie. It's either we win, and I say we win, it's just, you know, um, um, the free world, citizens of the free world. Um, or Putin wins, and then we all lose. And this is not just a war to protect Ukrainian sovereignty and territorial integrity. Putin launched a much bigger war. It's a war against international order. It's a kind of a revenge by, by the um, KGB forces, the force of, you know, all archaic force of Russian empire against uh, um, the free world that won, was victorious in, in the Cold War. So Putin made it very clear back in 2005, saying the collapse of the Soviet Union was the greatest geopolitical catastrophe of the 20th century. And he's living up to his words. We, we can blame him for all sorts of crimes against humanity. We cannot blame him for being secretive about his plans. It's as every dictator, he lies about what he has done, but he was very open about his agenda. From 2007, at this Munich conference, when he said, oh, NATO must go back to 1997 borders. So he was very consistent in his, in his policy of restoring Russian empire and also undermining, which is even more important, undermining the international order. Um, that's why, you know, he always looks at figures like Joseph Stalin and Ivan the Terrible, saying basically, I'm the law. If Putin is a driver b behind this war, so if he, let's say, something happens to him or he loses the political uh, appeal of his elite as well, if he's replaced, will that change Russia? Look, again, it's just, it's, we should still look, you know, at the outcome of the war as a decisive factor for any change in Russia. Uh, Ukraine must win. And this victory must include three components. One is a full liberation of Ukrainian territory, including Crimea and Sevastopol. Two is reparations being paid by Russia to compensate for the huge damages and losses in Ukraine. And three, the war criminals must be brought to justice. And I have to repeat, this is a very important element of Ukrainian victory, which means that people surrounding Putin cannot be in charge. So, they may decide, you know, um, against fulfilling these conditions, sanctions must stay in place. This is the time for the free world to actually come up with a comprehensive policy for post-Putin Russia. And uh, we're seeing some moves in the right direction. As a matter of fact, Europeans are doing even a better job than Americans by trying to, to work it out, to open the debate. But do you feel that there is a political sort of will or understanding that the Ukrainian victory means that Russia has to be defeated? Germany is not really on the board with this idea that Russia has to be defeated. Look, this is, it's, it's, it's a very slow move in the right direction. Uh, it's not just Germany, even with the American administration, there's still a debate. So we hear statements like, we must stand with Ukraine till the very end. Ukraine should not lose. But we have not heard yet very clear statement. Ukraine must win. Hopefully, President Biden will say it in a couple of days. Hopefully. Um, and uh, it's, it's almost tragic that uh, in this war, the free world is still not ready to declare the strategy for Ukraine to win and also for Russia to transform. The simple thing they don't want to understand is that Putin means war. As long as Putin stays in power, the war will not end because 
it's the only algorithm for him keeping power. The end of war means end of Putin. So victory for Ukraine is precondition for liberation of Russia. So that's why the moment you see this is the, uh, uh, the Russian event under even white blue, uh, white flag, you have to look to hear exactly what they're saying. Simply talking about the war being bad is not enough. Actually, it it's, it's could even resonate with Kremlin's ideas because they want to end the war. And you know that um, such uh, uh, inflated figures as Grigory Yavlinsky and, and, and his uh, party that has been on Kremlin's payroll forever so talked about the end of the war, about peace. Talking about peace now, ignoring the fact that Ukraine is, is still being occupied and crimes being committed as we speak, it's just you know playing in Putin's hands. How does it feel on the personal level? I mean, you, all your life, you you have been, uh, you are an icon in Russia, and uh, you were associated with Russia so much. How does it feel that now the whole world, in a way, turns against your country? Uh, I mean, I understand it turns against the regime, but uh, isn't there a kind of a, a double feeling as well? You're absolutely right, and thank you for asking this question. Is just you know, from the beginning of this of this uh, carnage. Uh, uh, every day, myself, my wife, we wake up and we, we feel, say it's uncomfortable. And that will be an understatement. Now I can understand how the great Germans like Marlene Dietrich or Thomas Mann felt back in 1941. They were against Hitler. You couldn't blame them for, for supporting Nazi regime, but they still were Germans. I have been fighting Putin regime for more than 20 years. My first article warning about Putin's threat to the civilized world dated back to January 4, 2001. Still, I'm Russian. And I understand that we all have collective responsibility. It's, it's, there's a difference between collective responsibility and guilt. But uh, I think that every Russian patriot, true Russian patriot now, must help Ukraine winning the war. Because it's our chance. Russia must lose the war. Uh, um, and sooner it happens, less, less uh, victims will be from both sides. Even fewer, fewer Russians will be killed. They're being killed every day by, as a cannon fodder, thrown on the Ukrainian defense lines in, 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 in Donbass. And also, you know, it's the only chance, and I emphasize the word chance, for Russia to make this transition from imperial framework into national state. It may end up with Russia losing some of the territories like Tatarstan, Bashkortostan, Chechnya. So be it. So it's very important that there will be a modernization of Russia that will eliminate the imperial virus from Russian statehood. I have some Latvian friends who are well educated, who are fluent in English and in Russian, and they have made a conscious decision not to speak Russian anymore. Do you think that... Understood. Uh, look, same, you know, as, as German language it disappeared from many schools after World War II. This is the price to be paid. I understand that, and I understand that Russian culture will also be one of the victims, but what can you do? So this is, it's the, we cannot solve all the problems at the same time. The only way is just, you know, to crawl, crawl back, you know, is to buy, in a good sense, our way back by showing compassion, by helping Ukraine winning, by help, helping Ukraine being rebuilt, and also changing our country to become a full member or family of civilized nations. Mr. Kasparov, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.